The Incomparable, number 383, December 2017. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. It is a podcast where we talk about things for a while, and uh, except for this time, where instead you are tuning in to what will be the essentially the equivalent of The Incomparable's holiday party. Uh, we are going to not talk about any particular works, a movie, a book, whatever. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about uh, things we do during the holidays. This is, yes, that's right. It's a holiday special episode of The Incomparable, and it does double as our holiday party. I'm sorry. This is it. This is all you get. And the people who got, who were lucky enough to be here for the holiday party are the following David J. Lore. He's always in this room. I just come in and he's already here. Hi, David. (laughs) It's the old holiday club. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we leave him here. I mean, I've been, I've been putting on the Steve Lutz outfit all day. Yes, yeah, I mean, it takes oh, a lot. No. <laughs> not, not here. Uh, Erica Ensign is also at the party. Hello. Hello. Uh, movies have taught me that at every holiday party, somebody photocopies their butt. It's not going to be me. Okay. Is the, well, somebody else is going to photocopy your butt? <laughs> I mean, that's tricky. That's kind okay, of... Teamwork. It's teamwork. We're, it, this is a team building exercise. It's one of the things that happens. Oh, um, great. I, I don't know who will, who will be making that photocopy. Maybe it'll be Kelly Gamont. Hello, Kelly. Kelly? <laughs> Hi, I'm over here trying to talk Anthony down off the copy machine. <laughs> In the corner, pensive, is Monty Ashley. Hi, Monty. Don't be a wallflower. Very merry happy to you, Jason. <laughs> oh, that's right. Happy merry to you as well. A, a first time, I think, on the main incomparable, but he's, he's, he's a pal. He's a pal of ours. He comes from a country that is very definitely not Slovakia because it's Slovenia. <laughs> it's Andrzej Tomic. Hi, Andrzej. Uh, Julio, see? Uh-huh. I'm just, I just, I just need to put it out there that English is not my first language because I have no accent. So just so people it's know, it's true. No, it's very amazing. That, yeah. It's amazing. It's wow. amazing how un- unaccented your your English is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. with completely unaccented English because it's the Queen's English, Anthony Johnston. <laughs> Hello, Jason. Uh, looking forward to talking about Christmas, or as we call it here in England, Mid Yule Wintertide Festival. <laughs> you can't fool me. I know what you really. I know you really call it Crimbo, which is. T- Terrible. Crimbo, yes. That's no. terrible. It's terrible. And uh, the unicorn at the top of our tree, it's Kathy Campbell. Hello. Aww. Can I come Aww. down at some point? No. Nope. Not until after Christmas. You should be able to spring okay, from the top of the tree, leaving a rainbow behind. If you're like my family, you'll stay up there until about Valentine's Day. Is that a rainbow or Sounds is that unicorn right. poop? I don't know. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> a little column A, a little column A little B. of that. All right. So we're going to talk about holiday traditions. This is a great idea for an episode that apparently Eric it came up with and I just was like, all right, let's do that. And here we are. You're welcome. So take all the credit slash blame. Um, <laughs> uh, the finger pointing tradition. Yeah. Excellent. That's a classic. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, also a classic. True Christmas holiday. The first one of these we did, we talked about, uh, we, we, we did actually sort of talk about gifts and traditions and things like that. And that was the episode where Dan Morin shared with us that sad story about how he left his transformer on a freeway overpass. And uh, let's see if we can top that. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. Wow. But I wanted to start... It's a very sad story. Saddest Christmas ever. Um, with uh, asking about if there are any 
any uh, f- holiday food traditions? Is there a particular thing that you don't usually eat during the year that you make or buy or consume uh, in some other way? I don't know. I find it. Pick it. I don't even know what the options are. Holiday foods is our first category. This is not a draft. It is not a game show, but I'm going to throw it out there. Does anybody <laughs> have any stories about particular uh, food things that you do during the holidays? That uh, This could become a recipe. If we're lucky, this becomes a cooking show right now. Maybe Ooh, there we go. <laughs> Not with mine, I'm afraid. Yeah, I can start since I since I thought of this. I I don't really have a lot to to add to this, but uh, the the one food related thing that I always remember growing up was that at holiday times, my mom had these crystal like candy dishes with divisions in them, and they would always be filled with uh, red and green M and M's in in one part and mixed nuts like in the shell in the other side with, oh my uh, gosh. with like actual like nutcrackers, and I could not crack nice. Brazil nuts to save my life. So. That's that is what I remember is is trying and failing and sometimes cutting myself on the uh, on the nutcracker trying to nice. get into the yeah. delicious Brazil nuts. I eat mm-hmm. nuts all year round, but I think that there's an awful lot of people who only eat them at Christmas, which I find bizarre. Do you do you eat them in the shell and like crack them to get into the nuts all year round? Uh, no, okay, that's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. No, I normally yeah. eat hazelnuts that have been pre cracked <laughs> yeah that was that was a christmas thing for some reason i have a friend who every thanksgiving spends all day cooking a delicious spaghetti sauce that has seven kinds of meat in it and oh, i'm not sure yeah, which I'm... all of the meats are but it's delicious and we fairly frequently just go over to her house and eat it not with any sort of pasta just bread and this amazing spaghetti sauce that oh took gosh. all day Ooh. Yum. sounds about right yeah that sounds amazing it might have turkey in it if there's no pasta in it then it's just a, what, a tomato sauce? I guess. But <laughs> describing it as spaghetti sauce, I think, gives an accurate representation of the chunkiness. Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of meat, that's the one thing that my tradition is that uh, I don't eat meat. And the availability of non-meat, th- you know, Christmas meals over here are so centred around turkey uh, yeah. that mm. it's almost impossible to get anything good <laughs> that isn't wow. meat. Um, I almost almost always inevitably end up with a nut roast which is a strange concoction of nuts oh, and huh. soya and what have you that you can oh roast in the yes. oven as if it were a turkey so you don't have tofurkey over there not really not it's not really a thing no I think tofurk is not really a thing anyway like yes. it's, not, it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely like it's not, not a thing, but it's still available in stores in North America. But it's totally yeah. not a thing. It doesn't have to be a thing for you to be able to buy it in the U.S. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, uh, we we oh, we usually eat something because this was weird. Because when I was preparing, I was looking for the English translation, and apparently it's called Russian salad. But like the literal translation would be French salad. We just call it French salad, which is like uh, uh, potatoes and uh, carrots and uh, sour uh, cucumbers and uh, peas. And it's like with eggs and mayonnaise. It's it's not really a salad. It's like really that doesn't sound like a salad at all. Yeah, yeah, it's not. No, it's, <laughs> like that's potato, it's, like it's like a potato salad or something. Yeah, but right? that's the, it's like a, a potato salad, but like way more mayonnaise than because mm. there's no okay. mayonnaise almost in potato salad. All the Americans are like, yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> it is, like there's a lot of vegetables in it, but it just gets it's white. It's really really white. But I, the, the only like English translation I found, like I said, is a Russian salad, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> Because we just call it French salad. That That's was really bizarre. confusing. That's hmm. probably so it doesn't get confused with French dressing. 
which is yeah, but, but there's a also thing. Russian dressing, which yeah. is similar to right. which is yeah, kind of like it. Makes, yeah. not there's over here. No. <laughs> Interesting. Well, if you're just joining us, we are talking about salad dressing. That's what this <laughs> <laughs> condiments uh, or not. My family food is very very important. Um, we always have a big Christmas dinner that may or may not be on actual Christmas Day, depending on everyone's schedules. But we always have prime rib, Yorkshire pudding, au jus, mashed potatoes, bread, etc. And we always have dessert first because that way you could really enjoy the pumpkin pie, pumpkin rolls, all of that deliciousness. Hmm. Um, dessert we also- first. Great right? Scott! What is this, Christmas? <laughs> Revelation. Mind blown. <laughs> we have dessert at two, and then we usually eat at five, and then about six or seven, we have second dessert. Yeah. Can I join the family? Absolutely. You're, everyone's welcome, which is Team really unicorn. true. Like, we'll have people come, anyone that doesn't have a celebration, they all come to my parents' house and they just changed the size of the prime rib and it's fantastic. We had a very sweet uh, one of my brother's friends who was Seventh Day Adventist and had never celebrated a holiday before. He came and we said, hey, can you bring the bread? And there were six of us. Um, and he brought two loaves of French bread for everybody. Oh my gosh. Um, and it was so sweet because he's just like, I wanted to make sure that I could participate and we all were just like oh and that was kind of the best story that came out from having people um breakfast we always have uh cinnamon rolls with a candle to celebrate jesus's birthday and then we go do our stockings and then we come back and have a breakfast casserole that my mom had made like the day before with like eggs and sausage Dang. and deliciousness and wow yeah wow. so we're really full Y'all don't fool around, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. properly oh, no. organized. It's, yeah, it's serious. So, Kathy, you mentioned cinnamon rolls. That's actually one of mine. Is that for the last I don't know five or probably less than ten, more than five years? It's closer to ten now. I think I do. Um, I I make cinnamon rolls, um, which it's actually a rise overnight cinnamon roll recipe. So I make nice. them. Uh, it's it's the Alton Brown Good Eats uh, overnight cinnamon rolls recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you got to roll out the dough. I, I make it. You know, I'm not buying them. I'm making them from scratch. Um, that's my Christmas Eve. Basically, is that I, you know before I go to bed, I make the I make the rolls and cut them up and put them Aww. and they they sit overnight. And then in the first thing in the morning, you uh, you kind of uh, bloom them in it with some uh, boiling water and then uh, you cook them and they. Are spectacularly good, if I do say so myself. Uh, to, when you get a homemade cinnamon roll, so that's that's one of Yum. my big uh, food traditions. And other than that, I, I do have an observation about uh, Anthony saying it's hard to get anything that isn't a turkey in the UK. One of the things that Thanksgiving does, I think, for Americans is reset what Christmas dinner can be because you just had a big turkey dinner right, at Thanksgiving, right. exactly. and so you get more yeah. of the you get a ham or a roast, or you know, or, or something else instead. I think we're going to do a roast this year for Christmas, and it's that same thing. It's sort of like we just did a turkey I, I don't want to do another turkey now so we'll go with something else it is increasingly common over here for people to not have a turkey and yeah to get like just a roast or you know some kind of joint of lamb or beef or whatever um but the vast majority of people yes still eat turkey you know it's a running joke over here about people getting sick of eating turkey by six days after christmas and they're eating cold turkey sandwiches because mm-hmm. turkeys are enormous yeah <laughs> and you can't you know they take you know, a long they time just happens here a month before but it's the same thing yeah they right are. i mean that, that sounds like us when when i was growing up my grandmother because when we 
lived with my grandparents. She was obsessed with Thanksgiving being the big holiday and, you know, all the turkey. And sometimes we did two turkeys. So you had two different variations and and she was obsessed with getting me to eat turkey and as a result thanksgiving was always unpleasant it was always Aww. sit there and eat until you try it and i wouldn't try it and to this day i don't eat turkey um I'm, you showed I'm her stubborn <laughs> yeah. that's right she's dead now i win and um, merry christmas i have another meat meat based one mm-hmm. which is uh uh which I couldn't find the translation as well, which is like <laughs> crappy. So I'm just going to say this. It's a Serbian dish called Sarma. I'm going to paste the link into the, the, the chat so people can see because this is getting weird, but it's really good. My grandma, both of my grandmothers make this and it's, it's sort of usually around Christmas time and New Year's Eve. And it's like minced meat wrapped in uh, cabbage. And then oh. somehow cooked. Oh, yeah. And somehow, it's so, yeah. it's so, it's so good. It's kind of, yeah. This is, this is my, the, the, fav, the my favorite is the day after because it's when it gets cold and it gets reheated. It's even better the second oh. day. Oh, and this is like a really, that like, sounds a, a, delicious. Yeah. Mo, most people here, I think, eat it, but it's like, it comes from Serbia. It's awesome. Just awesome. But yeah, meat based. It's like Libkushen, which is, uh, which is a, a German word, but we call them something over here. And that's something else that we, you can only find over here at Christmas. They only appear in the shops from sort of November through to January. And they're kind of gingerbread, uh, sweet cakes, mm-hmm. cake biscuit type things. Very we, nice. we, we always get panettone, uh, bread. At Christmas time, but you again, you can only get that between like the end of November and the beginning of January. So Anthony mentioned gingerbread, so I'm going to mention another thing that I make in the holidays, which is uh, I make ginger cookies. I, I will have another uh, recipe in the show notes for this one because it is now a cooking show. These are Yay! amazing, but generally what I want to say is ginger. I love ginger all the time, but the yep. I can inflict ginger on everyone else, I feel, <laughs> the last month of the year because, because quite frankly, I would just make ginger things all year round if I if I, if yes. I if I felt like everybody else was as crazy about ginger as I am, but I love it so much. So I have, uh, you know, a ginger, uh, their gingerbread cookie recipes and ginger molasses cookie recipes and, and gingerbread, uh, actually like bread bread and all ginger in all its forms is, is uh, wonderful. So that's a that's a thing gingerbread I enjoy at the Gingerbread cookies holidays. are the only way I can eat ginger without projectile vomiting. So I'll <laughs> right. keep that in I'll mind if I I'll come take to your it. house to I'll eat. take it. They're supposed to stop your stomach from feeling bad that's what ginger is yeah Yeah, it's really fun i have two traditions one from each side of my family uh the first is my aunt who has given me the recipe uh makes chocolate crinkles which is like yes so sugar on top yeah for well all of it so people who don't know it's it's um you make i don't want to call it somewhere between batter and dough it's sort of this third state and Plas- um, it's a plasma. It's an energized plasma. It's, yeah. So it's this. It's because it's it's not quite bad. It's like stiffer than batter, but not like pliable like dough. So you make this chocolate stuff, and then you put it in the freezer, and then you scoop it off with like a melon baller or an ice cream scoop or whatever, and then you roll that in powdered sugar, and you put these on a cookie sheet and bake them. And the best thing about them is that my aunt somehow, and she's tried to teach me, and I'm not quite there yet. Um, the knack for making them 
precise baking them precisely long enough that they will stay together as a cohesive unit but the middle is still basically not very cooked so they're super duper delicious they make me very happy um the other tradition is a christmas eve tradition where my uh, aunt would have a cocktail my an aunt on my other side of my family would have a cocktail party Basically, um, she would just have everybody over for Christmas Eve because Christmas Eve was the big deal at her house. So everybody went up there for Christmas Eve. And uh, when I went up there for 20 Christmases, it was, um, do you want orange juice or do you want apple juice or maybe some sparkling apple cider? And then I had been 21 for like 20 minutes and we got up there and she never said any of those words to me it was do you want some whiskey or do you want a seven and seven or do you want a this or a whatever like that second and yes. it was hilarious and so we as she got older we sort of all got more entertained by her entertaining because she would start a little earlier in the day and just sort of make sure yeah. she had the recipes down for all of these cocktails yeah, she's and it Mm-hmm. She was awesome, and I miss her very much because uh, she's no longer with us. But uh, I do keep that tradition of having a cocktail on Christmas yeah. Eve, and I I, I will sit yeah. and usually like if I have time by myself, I will do it by myself and spend a moment with you know toasting her, uh, who is undoubtedly toasted on Christmas Eve <laughs> wherever <laughs> she is. So, um, but like the thing that was important to her is that we were all together and and doing something together on christmas eve and for some people it involved a seven and seven and for some people it involved you know apple juice or whatever and so those are like those are the two when i think of like oh it's getting to be christmas time those are the two things that that i think about as far as food goes Mm -hmm. yeah speaking of missing people my grandma used to make like 10 different kinds of cookies every single year and like each different family member had a different favorite so she had to keep making each different kind (gasps) oh my gosh i like the, the spritzes the best they're little swedish butter cookies you know made, yes. made with the press and they just like you would put them in your mouth they were little enough that you could put one in your mouth and they would just dissolve on your tongue and it just tasted like butter and, and unicorn rainbows yes um, it was You're delicious welcome. and and sometimes she would make she would often make a uh, steak and homemade french fries for christmas eve dinner which oh, nice. was delightful because oh, homemade french fries are the best when they're yeah. made by your grandma Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's basically just oil with a little bit of potato in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. As it My, should um, be. Salt. <laughs> yeah, if we're talking about sweets, like as a uh, Slovenian, I basically have to mention this. This, I'm, Like, I'm contractually obligated by the government <laughs> to do this. <laughs> we do this thing. It's not really, well, you can do it on Christmas and Easter and basically any holiday. It's called putica. You might have heard of it. It's like that and Anthony will know this, Leibach and maybe... Slavoj Žižek, that, those are our main exports basically to the world. <laughs> and it's like this pastry, uh, I posted a, a, a link into the chat again. Uh, it's, it's really good. It's usually, it can have like a nut mixture, uh, but my grandma makes one with parsley, which is just awesome, but it's awesome for about 45 minutes after it's out of the oven when it's still hot. And then when it gets cold, it's kind of, it's like it loses probably 50% of its appeal. <laughs> well, that just means you have to eat all of it. Oh, it yes. doesn't last very right long because it's so good. Yeah, it basically lasts about 10 minutes. But yeah, potizza is a really big deal over here. And it's really, really uh, like uh, any kind of holiday, we'll just eat that. And like at Easter, you'll basically eat, well, that's the tradition in my family. We'll basically eat because it's sweet. So we'll eat mm-hmm. potizza. We'll use potizza instead of bread. So you'll have like, it's really, really sweet. And then you'll put ham on it and stuff. Ooh. So yeah. 
This episode of The Incomparable is brought to you in part by HelloFresh, which is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you just cook, eat, and enjoy. With HelloFresh, all the ingredients are delivered right to your door that comes in a recyclable, insulated package, and all the ingredients are pre-measured in handy-labeled meal kits, so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. You don't have to sort of juggle like, well, is this lemon for recipe one or recipe two? It's all labeled. It's all really clear, so you've got your mise en place ready, as a chef would say. All of your stuff is ready to go. There's a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly, including a classic plan with a wide variety of meat, fish, and seasonal produce, a veggie plan for vegetarians, and the family plan, quick and easy meals for the whole family. You choose a delivery day that works best with your busy schedule, and even pause your account for weeks at a time. If you're not feeling it, if you're going on vacation, whatever, you can always pause it. You don't have to buy the meals every week if you don't want to. My favorite thing about HelloFresh is probably that you won't spend all night in the kitchen but you'll still get a fresh meal. Recipes only take about half an hour. There are a lot of one-pot recipes for seriously speedy cooking and minimal cleanup. This is what the recipe masters at HelloFresh are working on in order to not have you stuck in the kitchen for two hours. You're going to get a fresh-cooked meal that you cook yourself in about a half an hour. Every week, there's a 20-minute meal on the classic menu for when you really don't have more time than 20 minutes to cook something wonderful. So for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code INCOMPARABLE30. That's $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Thanks, HelloFresh. Let's talk a little bit about uh, travel, whether it's near or far, if you have any things that you, uh, that you tend to do places you need, you tend to go, uh, as part of the holidays, if you have a, a, a travel tradition of some sort, I will, uh, I will start off by saying that because, um, so my wife is Jewish, her, her mom, uh, and stepdad are Jewish. Her dad is not. So she was raised with sort of a little bit of Christmas and a little bit of Hanukkah and things like that. And um, I'm not Jewish. So Christmas travel is generally not something we did or we would go see my mom or, or when my dad was still alive, my parents, because that was the easy part. We didn't have a split where both sides were trying to say, no, no, you need to come see us for Christmas because we only had one set that actually celebrated. That was very convenient. But what that meant is yes. that I never visited wow. my parents for for uh, Thanksgiving, because that was essentially that was the trade was I got Christmas and she got Thanksgiving because that was just sort of how it worked out. And uh, yeah. and so that that's that's all I have to say about travel. But that that was generally what, uh, uh, you know, how, how it worked out. Growing up, I lived in San Diego with my mom and my aunt. And so a very small family down in the sunny climes of San Diego. My mother has a total of 12 brothers and sisters. Wow. Most of them have four or five children, and most of them have four or five children. And almost everybody lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan. (laughs) Oh, man. So guess who's traveling? So every year we would leave San Diego, where I want to emphasize... It's 70 degrees at Christmas and go to Grand Rapids, (laughs) Michigan, where it is very much not. (laughs) So every Christmas I would get a week of... Christmas combined with snow, combined with a huge family, and then right back to sun and just my little nuclear family. And I kind of stopped doing that once I grew up and had to pay for my own plane ticket. But I am going back this year, and I'm super excited about it. Oh, wow. That's nice. that's very similar to my childhood, because I mean, growing up in Florida, there was one year we had 
you know, it was snow, snow in Florida. And it was February <laughs> and it was, you know, like the lightest dusting of frosting of snow. And it was there for maybe an hour. And yes. uh, but the first time I ever saw real snow, uh, we had gone up to my uh, one of my uncles in Virginia because my other uncle was getting married. And so they were having the wedding at Christmas time. And so we just thought, oh, we'll just do all of Christmas there. And it was delightful. And, and just being able to see, like, you know, two to three feet of snow for this Florida kid was like, what is this? It's as tall as I am. <laughs> yeah, it's finally right. Christmas like you see on television. Right. Right. I kind of feel like all these people who love two to three feet of snow all live in places where that doesn't happen every year. <laughs> not true. For weeks at a time. Yeah. No. I do not like snow anymore. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Having I having shoveled, it. I love it if I don't have to go out in it. Oh, see, I don't even mind going out in it. I, I moved to the right place. Of course, Edmonton's not. Edmonton is no snowier than Madison or the Milwaukee area. Um, <laughs> no but, snowier than Wisconsin. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Glowing praise. We would always drive to visit my grandparents. Um, either set of grandparents. One lived in Eau Claire, which was about a four-hour drive from where I grew up. Or my other grandparents kind of moved around because my grandpa was a minister and he would change churches regularly to knock them into shape and uh but it was usually at least at least a four three or four hour drive to wherever we were going and because it was when we turned wisconsin it was always sort of an adventure to know if we would actually get there you know we'd oh my go up a couple of days early usually yeah. but i i have many memories of sitting along the side of the freeway um having you know like we never got in a really bad accident but we were rear-ended a couple of times or just like stalled out and you know you bring a lot of bl- blankets uh candles and just you just sit in the minivan on the side of the highway waiting mm-hmm. waiting for things to clear up or the police to come or, or whatever. <laughs> the one thing oh. you do have in those places like Canada and Wisconsin and Minnesota and places like that is you are expecting to get two to three yep. feet of snow. So you're prepared mm-hmm. for it. You have yeah. the infrastructure to deal Absolutely. with it. The problem we yeah. have here in the UK is that some years we don't get any snow at all. Like last year, I don't. You know, we had barely any snow at all. Uh, and then other years we'll get like three feet of it that'll be dumped overnight and mm. everybody will be snowed in for a week and we have no infrastructure to deal with it. The country, it's like rain in Los Angeles. The country loses its mind whenever <laughs> there is more than an eighth of an inch of snow anywhere. It's crazy. That's why I, I try not to be like a lot of uh, you know Canadians and Wisconsinites who get snooty about, oh my gosh, South Carolina has yeah. a half an inch of snow and they cancelled school. Well, of course they cancelled school. Snow is dangerous. Ice is terrible. Seattle is exactly like that. I remember yep. when I was working for Wizards of the Coast in, I'm going to say, 1999 or 2000, uh, Seattle had a half inch of snow, which was enough to shut down the entire city because there's a lot of hills and one snow plow for the entire county. All of it. <laughs> but we had just bought a company called TSR, which mm-hmm. was based in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Oh, and yeah. All, all the TSR employees had just moved to Seattle, oh, and God, they were no. standing at the locked doors of the office. Like what? Literally unable to see the snow on the ground. They're like, you can see the tips of the grass poking up through the snow. This cannot be a snow day. It doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. It's Oregon's the same in the same Portland. Way. Yep. It's exactly the same in Portland. And the reason that it makes me mad is because when people talk about it here, they go, well, gosh, you know, when it snows in Oregon, I have to go. I'm going to stop you right there <laughs> because 
in Eastern Oregon, it snows every year. Uh, where my dad lives in La Grande, Oregon. Shout out, like they know what a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> they have internet there now. Merry Christmas, Dad. <laughs> Shout out, and then an insult. <laughs> well, that's my relationship with La Grande, Oregon. the Oregonian way. <laughs> yep. yeah. Oh, yes. That's the, that's the old Oregon hello right there. That, that was it. <laughs> it, it. Basically, yes. Um, but it snowed there every Halloween. Like, in some cases, sticking. Like, you know, actual snowing. Yeah, I just feel like I, uh, I'm i cheating every time you guys talk about travel, because apparently everywhere you go, it's like eight hours and six hours, and apparently you have to go to Mordor at some point. Or- yeah. <laughs> One does not simply walk into Mordor without a present. <laughs> yeah, you can drive across your entire country in like two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, basically, because over here, the, 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 the I think the longest uh, highway trip is... Two hours, maybe uh, if it's if you know the highway's busy, but I think maybe you can get to like two twenty. That's almost my drive to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always feel like I cheat because when I say I'm like I, uh, my, one of my grandmothers lives in Ljubljana, where I'm from, right? But the, the other one lives in the country, which is like an hour away. Right. It's like a godforsaken place almost, but it's oh. like an, it's not. I can't really. There's no um, like I, it's not analogous to you guys. So when we if we go there, if it snows. We can basically go over the hill, and if that one's kind of snowed uh, over, we just go on the highway around the hill. <laughs> 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 wow. for, you, for you guys in America, Slovenia is even smaller than England. Mm, oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah, oh, you know, oh, much, yeah. much, much smaller. smaller. Yeah. Like the, yeah, anybody listening to this, Slovenia has two million people. That's pretty much it. That's yeah. all we have. Wow. And it's not like a densely populated country either. No, no, not not at all. And it's not, not really big and it's shaped like a chicken, which is a thing. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a joke. All our bargaining t- goes on, not between, because obviously we don't have Thanksgiving, so all our bargaining takes place between Christmas and New Year. So is New Year, because New Year's Eve over here is a really big deal, but I've never spent yep. New Year in the US, so I don't know if it's... It is. Thing over there. It is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Like, for my family, New Year's was always a bigger deal than Christmas. Oh, wow. Because we have, yeah, because huh. we have another uh, bearded person that comes and brings presents. It's not just Santa. So, oh, nice. Yeah, uh, it's what? this Russian, Russian, uh, I think it's like Russian or something. It's, uh, call, he's called Father Frost. And he kind of, he, he's looking, he's like a, like a white, he's clad in a white overcoat and a white beard and a, one of those Russian hats, the furry hats, right? This sounds like propaganda from the bearded people trying to make everybody <laughs> think they're all generous. Is that like St. Nicholas? Cause no, it's not St. Nicholas. We also okay. do that, but that's before Christmas. Cause that's all, yeah, right. Cause I never, my family never did that, but the other kids did because I was in a very German area of Wisconsin and all of these kids got presents on like December 5th. And I was like, what the hell is going on? This is so not fair, but I Never did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we uh, St. Nicholas basically brought me a stuffed animal and an orange every year. That was before uh-huh. Christmas. And then on Christmas, I got some sort of present, which wasn't that great. And then for New Year's, uh, <laughs> Father Frost brought me the real stuff. So that, wow. that, is, wow. that is weird. Wow. Yeah, see, we, we always had, uh, my mother always did St. Nicholas Eve. And uh, so I always put my shoes out that night. And then January 5th for the Feast of the Epiphany, I always put my shoes out and the Three Kings brought gifts. 
Hmm. Were any of them bearded? Probably. Yeah. They all have to have beards. You don't actually see them. You're sleeping when they come. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. So I'm um, my my uh, my mom is my dad's uh, was my dad's second wife. And I, I his first marriage, uh, they had three kids. And one of the things that I discovered as a kid was that we had this tradition, which was what I felt like everybody did, which is you got up in the morning and on Christmas morning and opened your presents that were under the tree. Right. I felt like this was the default. Oh. I discovered when my uh, brother came to live with us because my brother lived with us uh, when I was about six or seven he came to live with us until he graduated from high school and uh, uh, they did Christmas Eve presents the, the, all the whole, yeah. all the opening yeah. of presents was Christmas Eve, and it just blew my mind. And to this day, we still open <laughs> presents in the in the morning. Um, we also have the again. I'll bring it in here with with Hanukkah plus Christmas. What you have to do is a delicate balancing act where yeah, yeah. you need to <laughs> hold hold presents in reserve for Christmas, but you can't not do presents on Hanukkah, and that's multiple nights. So you got to have basically <laughs> you maybe have one good one, and the rest of them are really not very good, but they you make it up in volume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Volume, volume, volume. And but there's much more more math involved. But we were a Christmas morning um, present family. We we shifted back and forth. Like we we would do the one present on Christmas Eve, and then the rest of them in the morning, all through my yeah, childhood. That's what we call the negotiated present. <laughs> right. right. Like this like, will one? this will keep the kid happy. Yeah, but the Christmas Eve is always like a book and pajamas. Yeah, yeah I got like I got it. a lot of socks and pajamas and a science kit mm. one year and a calculator. That was really exciting. Oh boy, yeah. you do some math every night. How many reindeer and how many miles? And- <laughs> <laughs> if Saint Nick is traveling eastward and runs into Chris Kringle running westward, and Father Frost, don't forget Father Frost. Oh, yeah, Father Frost. Frost. Well, he he sleeps in. It's okay. So Father Frost has his own reindeer too. Uh, yes, apparently well, it's a sleigh, but it wow. kind of gets it gets muddy. <gasps> Can you imagine trying to to organize reindeer sharing? I mean, <laughs> it's like Uber for reindeer. Yeah. Most people who need reindeer only need them one day a year, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah but they still have to travel from place to place. And, you know, they what if they fly. get stuck? They travel and around the world in one night. I think really they can travel, travel. Like, to Slovenia from the North Pole. I think they're going to be okay. I think yeah, they can think, swing it. It's manageable, yeah. Now, what about presents, Jason? Are you guys, are, do you go round robin or free for all? Uh, when oh, you're a kid, robin. you want to open all the all oh, the presents robin. immediately. As a, as a parent, I've discovered yeah. that we get to direct, and oh, it's one of those things where we 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 definitely round robin it. But of course, there are way more presents for the kids than for the adults. So you just kind of oh, like sure. throw in a throw in a bring bring, and, and also you don't you don't actually as a parent have to get the presents yourself because the kids are parked under the right. tree with the presents. So it's like exactly. bring your, bring yep. your mother a present. <laughs> yep. Just bring bring yeah. her a yeah. present. Like she you she's not going to go get a different kid than I was than in my family. We like. We loved the round robin thing. It was like my sister, the youngest kid, goes first, and then you just go around, you know, based on age. So of course the adults would run out of presents, you know, just a couple rounds in. Oh, yeah. And we did it on Christmas Eve, um, huh. but then we still had like the really big present came from Santa, so we would get that the next oh, morning. Oh, so we yeah. still have a stocking yeah. full of full of candy and stuff. And but it was still pretty good presents, like the the night before. In our enormous Michigan family Christmas, which is usually held several days after regular Christmas, uh, we we do it where the kids that are around seven or eight, whatever tier that is in a given year, will be under the tree and just deliver t- presents out to various people. 
yeah. but for for our private Christmases, because I feel like everybody in this extended family also has these smaller family Christmases. Rias and I don't have children, so we can do whatever we want, and we open all our presents Christmas Eve because we can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. I'm, my mind is still blown at you people who open presents on Christmas Eve. I've cheating, never isn't it? heard of this cheating. Like, cheating is what it, it is. You get it earlier. So cheating. What? Well, I mean, we always do that Christmas Eve. Yeah, sure. Always. Open it December 1st. Open it in July. That's earlier. Right. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. It's <laughs> Christmas Day was for, for was for the, the giant dinner and stuff. So everybody was busy cooking and preparing and, and all that kind of stuff. So it was like, you know, the evening time was before, before the big day was like when you'd actually have a chance to sit around and have some, you know, family chatting and, and actually open presents and then you had to play with them all day on Christmas while the parents were making the dinner and stuff. Oh, with us I think it was just practical because uh, like we'd get together usually at uh, uh, our house because my mom would organize the Christmas thing. So it'd always be Christmas Eve because people would just show up and then we'd give each other presents and then everybody would go home. Like nobody would spend the night because we lived in an apartment that makes no, you know, there's no... Well, sure. yeah. But, like, yeah. but those people take the presents home and then open them in their own no. apartment <laughs> on <laughs> Christmas morning. And then you don't You're get to see the people see... open the presents? Exactly. Yeah. Heard the Christmas presents? <laughs> You've heard of the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> After Christmas, sure, but not before. Oh, I'm not even the most festive person, but this, I just, it blows my mind. <laughs> well, part of why we did Christmas Eve was because where we lived in Florida, we didn't have a fireplace or a chimney. And somewhere around the age of four, I think, I said, how does Santa get in if we don't have a chimney? We have sliding glass doors, but that seems difficult if he's landing on the roof how does he get down do the reindeer help him down does he just land in the yard and i just went into the third degree and finally my mother said you know what santa's in each of us we help santa there is no actual uh, santa and, and christmas and, is ruined in christmas <laughs> no, no, no 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 this christmas was, is over <laughs> it was it was wonderful because then i didn't feel the same sort of stresses and pressures i saw that with my own son as soon as he figured it out he was like oh i don't have to panic Okay, because he yeah. used to have a, a panic, uh, you know, the 1st of December, all of a sudden it was all about naughty list and nice list. And uh, once that, once we broke that uh, wide open, uh, he didn't have the same kind of stresses and he didn't act out and he didn't get in trouble at school and poof, perfect angel. So, you know, that naughty uh, and nice list is just about making noise. Yes. It's just, you better not shout, you better not cry, just <laughs> for the love of God, shut up just for please one be quiet. second, and I'll give you a present. Okay, so I think I have a pretty awesome Christmas present story. Um, with, uh, right after my parents split up, actually, um, the golden age of Christmas, we like to call it, my brother and I, because uh, they, they would compete, see, is oh, the yeah. thing. So, oh, nice. Uh, so, believe it or not, you are all... Now on a podcast with a little girl who got a pony for Christmas. Wow. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. I hate oh. you just a little bit. I thought you might. <laughs> Was it under a tree and did it poop there? Uh, <laughs> no, to both. Okay. I think I was seven, so my brother would have been like four. And it was, first of all, it was a scavenger hunt through the house. So we, Love like, those. What? one of them was, it started with a card. So open up the card, and in the card is like this typewritten note, and it says, like, um, like, 
Santa's waiting for you so you have to hurry up and do all this stuff and then as I was Mr. reading Police. it they've put uh, they've put <laughs> they've put my stepbrother literally standing on the roof and it's snowing and it's Christmas Eve and it's Eastern Oregon and he's stomping around up there with like sleigh bells and stuff to make oh, us feel like goodness. Santa's really there nice. so like they went this was like 100% Christmas and so then my brother and I I have to read the thing to my brother because he's four so I read it to him we try to figure out what it is and then we go to the next place and there's a present stash there and we open up the present and it's a lead rope like whatever so my dad lives on a ranch let me point out that this is happening in a place with a pond and uh like a stable like there was a barn and there was the separate covered area where hay lived and like you know there were pigs for a while my dad already had horses like this was a full functioning ranch scenario it wasn't like you know we lived in an apartment or something so we go around the house i'm like oh a lead rope big whoop and then so we find the clue we go to the next one and like it's a bridle and then we go to the next one and it's a saddle and the saddle says on the on the saddle it's basically like now you have to go outside so my dad makes us put our coats on my brother and i like can't be bothered we go rip snorting outside and there is literally a pony standing in front of the house in the snow on christmas eve it's lightly snowing it was like everything you want about christmas except that anthony and i would say it should have been christmas morning but other than that yeah. <laughs> and that is true and we ate that pony and it was delicious <laughs> it would be funny in the night if, if christmas night you're, you're laying or christmas eve you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep boy that was the hardest thing ever for me was i remember yeah, a couple yes. of christmas eves where i was so excited and i just i could not fall asleep yep. just just could not do it it was the worst it was the longest night but what and you're laying there and all of a sudden you hear uh the, the whinny of a pony in the distance and you're like i am hearing things i can't so right. that's why yes. you gotta give it to you on christmas eve gotta do it. that was pretty awesome when our kids were younger uh, they, you know, at, at the school, they would do things like, here, here, take home this reindeer food and sprinkle it in your front yard. And, you right. know, it'd be like oats with a little glitter, uh, which, you know, I think would <laughs> at least harm the reindeer. I don't, uh, glitter is uh, not They're magical reindeer. They're fine. That makes their poops look festive. <laughs> yeah. Logic. <laughs> yeah, I do believe reindeer piles come pre-supplied with glitter because magic. Well, so yes. this one year, the first year they did this, we're like, all right, all right, this seems kind of silly to me, but we'll do it. And we put it out. And of course, in the morning, they ran outside. They're like, they didn't come. They didn't <laughs> eat it. Oh, it's like, no. oh, thank you, school. So the following year, what we did... I, you know, I, we sprinkle the reindeer food out and they go to bed and I waited until I was sure they were asleep. Then I went outside, took a photograph, came back in, photoshopped a reindeer eating into the photograph of the front of the house. So in the morning I was, and I, and I like shuffled everything around so you couldn't really see the food. You'd see a little bit of it. And in the morning they went outside and were like, I don't see the food. And I went, well, you know, I heard this noise last night and showed them the picture. And they were like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's amazing. amazing. So oh, take that, did. school. Your commitment to gaslighting your children is inspiring. That's, yes. that's what the holidays are all about. Mince pies and sherry for Santa. That's like the thing over here. Whoa. You put out cake and booze for Santa uh, and yeah. then go to bed. And, all, and, He's and then your parents eat the cakes and drink the booze, well, obviously. But, you know, well, Santa you doesn't know need to direct the reindeer. They know where they're going. Okay. They've been doing it for yeah. a while. They're going literally everywhere. I don't know. I think, I think when you're drunk at the reins of a moving vehicle, it's probably a problem. <laughs> the American story is always cookies and milk is what you're supposed yep. to be putting out for them although they're oh no no you know. mince pies and, and carrots booze, yeah. for the reindeer <laughs> and carrots 
Yeah. Oh no, no I don't think I, just, I don't know if I don't think we ever put anything out for the reindeer. No, <laughs> because reindeer magical, love snowman noses. Yeah, the reindeer don't come down inside, so how are they going to get the carrots? Santa carries Santa them back out. It. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> also, they're magic reindeer. Also, they're yeah. magic. It's they true. Also magic. Food. Right. This episode of The Incomparable is brought to you in part by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Casper now has three different mattress models. There's the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential. So Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry three different kinds. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. It's changed how we use blankets. We used to have a huge down comforter that we would put on in the winter with our old mattress. We don't need it. The Casper keeps us warm in the winter, cool in the summer. It's way better than our old mattress. And it's delivered right to your door in a small box that will make you say, how did they fit a whole mattress inside? You open it up, whoosh, and you've got a fantastic Casper mattress. Free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. And the best part is you can be sure of your purchase. You're buying a mattress on the internet. What if you don't like it? Well, don't worry. Casper's got a 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial. You spend a third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash snell and using the code snell at checkout. That's casper.com slash snell. Offer code snell for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks, Casper. All right, let's talk. Um, let's talk about uh, decorations. Do people do like <laughs> we, lights and ornaments and trees oh, yes. and wreaths oh. and Legos. things like that? And le- of course, and Legos. Legos? I was going to say Lego brand mm-hmm. uh, building mm-hmm. blocks. Sure, what? and murder their relatives while putting the tree up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, we're we're actually pretty peaceful with that. My mom being. Uh, my amazing mother that she is goes full on decoration uh, on the day after Thanksgiving and starts the Christmas music, makes my dad put up the lights, except not anymore. He's fell, fallen off the roof too many <gasps> times. Oh, and as a former, he's not magical. He, he was a volunteer fireman, and so all the people that came were his coworkers. Uh, so that was always really entertaining. Um, <laughs> But my mom, my my daughter has received my mom's same fanatical energy for decoration. Uh, I don't have that. It apparently skips a generation. So I just send my daughter over to my mom's house to help her. Oh, my gosh. So I don't have to do it. It's fantastic. I will put up lights <laughs> outside of our place and a tree, but that's it. Um, but... We have a day for decorating the tree specifically, and when it's finished, we get champagne and donuts because we survived putting up <laughs> a the tree. classic combination. And, uh, <laughs> so that's why I go to them? decorate the tree, and I sit. <laughs> we don't dunk them. Growing up in the in the doll museum, decorating was a huge thing because we had like a big display window, and we had all the, so like the the lobby of the museum would be like six trees with little dolls all over them, and you had like we had a carousel horse. I mean, it was crazy, 
and the town we were in uh, was it's not, it's not too far from Orlando, and it was right after Disney World had opened. So all of a sudden, all these different museums and theme parks and things were opening up, and so you advertised, right? And the town I was in had a Christmas parade every year, and and one of my earliest memories is actually getting our flatbed truck ready to with you know mannequins and trees to go in the Christmas parade, and as a result, I don't really decorate very much now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like outside the house, there's a Kinda wreath. Got it all out of your system. Yeah, exactly. I, I change I change our white light bulbs on the outside of the house to a red bulb and a green bulb. That's it. Uh, inside the house, <laughs> yeah, we have a tree, and I, I have like a traditional uh, nativity. But we also we got the Playmobil nat- nativity set several years ago and then i just i keep adding to it every year so our nativity set has like a court jester and some knights and a viking and an astronaut (laughs) and a a recycling station all the traditional visitors to jesus it's it's kind of amazing that's the third part of the bible the astronauts (laughs) that's That's right we all know the astronauts and i mean last year we had the three kings we know the truth (laughs) we had the three kings standing at the homeland security uh, airplane (laughs) thing and running their things through i think it's Legit. great that the three ki- the, the three kings are learning to recycle at last <laughs> next right. year that's right. next year in jerusalem with composting mm. and there is oh, there, there is go. a clown but i but i don't know if it's an evil clown or not we keep him off off to the side that's a good, that's probably a good a idea that's, just in case that's safe just in case we yeah. have an extremely uh ambitious plan for decorating next year because we're right in the middle of redecorating our living room we already have oh. a whole bunch of horror movie stuff because we both Rice and I both like, you know, gargoyles, and we have a couple really good prints of paintings of Vincent Price and Peter Cushing. And what we're doing right now is we're decorating a corner kind of like Madame Leota's uh, seance room in the Haunted (gasps) Mansion, because we've got some other Haunted Mansion stuff. Oh, hooray! So so what we're going to do next year, we hope, is... On December first, put an overlay on top of our haunted mansion <gasps> stuff with Tell me haunted mansion holiday. Christmas nice. stuff. Okay, uh, Monty. <laughs> Kelly's knocking on your door right now. She's right outside. She needs to come in right now. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> right this second. Erica, you mentioned Lego a little while ago. Your your husband is big into Lego. Do you do holiday Lego? Yes, huh? I. Well, honestly, yes. when I when I, su- okay. when I suggested yes. this episode and then started thinking about traditions, I realized that the only like one that really sunk in as a tradition from my childhood was the annual decorating of the house. We had, you know, tinsel that we would put up around like the doors and stuff like that. And, and my mom would always have Bayberry scented candles. So the smell of Bayberry candles just always smells like Christmas to me. And we had this one white ceramic Christmas tree that was like less than a foot tall that, uh, that had little, little like light bright type lights in it. So you'd plug it in and turn it on. Yeah. The little ceramic tree. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have one of those. My grandma made it. My mother-in-law actually has like exactly the same one, which is kind of delightful. So, so the idea of decorating, um, just feels like Christmas to me. And then I came here and didn't really have any of my own decorations because I never decorated my apartment when I lived in Wisconsin. And Stephen is a huge, huge Lego fanatic. We have a whole wall of Lego. And he also built a, a Lego baseball stadium that's about eight feet from corner to corner oh my uh, gosh sits sits on our table and so i decided okay well let's let's put these two things together i said for for every christmas we will buy ourselves a christmas themed lego set so we started doing that when i first moved here 
And now, and we have, uh, we bought some like, some of that fake like snow stuff, not the, not sprinkly stuff, but it's just like, I don't know, like the cottony foam. Yeah. That you just, yeah, like fiber fill stuff. Yeah. And it's got, and it's got some glitter in it. So like it's sparkly and pretty. So we cut that to fit the, the baseball diamond part of Fletcher's Field. And, and yeah, so there's the Christmas village with a bunch of like little, little stands. It's kind of like Stars Hollow if you're a, if you're a Gilmore Girls fan. Like it looks a lot like that. There's a little, um, merry go round that actually works you can turn the crank and it, it goes around there's oh, a wow. there's a santa's <laughs> workshop set that has like there's a giant christmas tree that's actually built out of lego uh and then santa's workshop he's his house is really delightful it's very warm and cozy uh you can see where he answers his mail and and this year uh, because we we didn't have a lot of money last year so we didn't buy anything big so this year we're getting two uh we Ooh. we are getting the oh we actually uh we also got the i think the little train station last year and this year we're actually getting the train i think that's how that works out and then there's something else so like we have we have two pretty sizable lego sets that uh that we will get to put together and they may not all fit in Clutcher's Field at this point, mm, but, wow. but yeah, Are you we have a lot spend of Christmas Day building those. Or? No, we'll probably do it sometime before then, just so we can enjoy it for longer. Oh, it's right, just right. When when we find time amongst our busy schedules, yeah, ju- just do it Christmas Eve to mess with Anthony, basically. <laughs> <laughs> for our, our decorating, um, we have a a giant plastic bin full of Christmas decorations, and my sister um, has like a room of. Uh, of 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 decorations and in fact she does not have room for all her holiday decorations so she always has a holiday decoration set in her house um because she has sort of like the total minus one of storage space for them it's a system that she's got we do not have anything like this we just have kind of this this bin full of like it's got pillows it's got stuff like that um i got so frustrated stringing the lights around the edge of our house um that there was like a lot of swearing and then the next year there were no lights around our house and the next year my <laughs> My wife bought a new set of lights, and 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 she and my kids put the lights around the house. So somebody figured out that Daddy wasn't going to do that anymore, and they do that now, and wow. that it makes us all much happier. Um, we get a tree. Daddy we is put, very smart. We we put ornaments on the tree. We had um, uh, Philip Michaels and Lisa Schmeiser gave us one year a a, a subscription to a an Etsy. Uh, artist who was creating Christmas ornaments and they would send you a, a new one every month for oh my a gosh. year and all of them were monkeys so <laughs> when we buy a tree so to bring it home, the, the, the hang and we have and we also have other monkey related ornaments and ape related ornaments and um, a barrel of monkeys as well so did Lisa and Phil know they were monkeys when they got you yes the they gift? did yes they did this oh, was right, all right. part of the plan <laughs> yeah that, that's also in the bible like the monkey <laughs> and then the other thing i wanted to mention is mentioning that my wife is jewish um she had a moment where she realized so when she was a kid the the internalized rule was everybody got a menorah but like it was a one-to-one ratio like you you got a menorah and then you could you could have another menorah for other people in the household but there was a limit to it um and uh, about five years ago she was like you know what i like these menorahs they're pretty they make me happy I'm just going to buy as many as I like. And now we got like five of them or six of them or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> it, it, nice. I think there's a fascinating like internal rule thing there where you're like, you've internalized this rule from when you were a kid and then you're an adult and you're like, why does this rule exist? Yeah, I can make these decisions myself. <laughs> no yes. one will stop me. Yeah, me. Me and my girlfriend basically went the other direction where we just have a, like, I don't know, like a strip of Christmas lights. And then she makes a Christmas tree out of her books because she studied Russian. Nice. She has a bunch of Russian novels. Nice. 
It's like oh, one of those cool. hipstery, yeah, hipstery kind of Christmas trees. Because my mom <laughs> did the whole real tree and stuff, and I just got fed up with it. And we don't have that much room in our living room, uh, me and my girlfriend. So she just does the with the book. So it's basically like Dostoevsky, some Game of Thrones books. <laughs> like it's like a really weird mix. It's like because she can actually like read and write Russian, so a lot of them are in Russian. So we'll have like the base is usually the Russian novels, and then uh, up at the <laughs> well, top, thick, it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they're thick and sturdy because they're hard, structurally, uh, hard backs. yes, right, right. Yeah, and then uh, at the snow top. in them, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this year we finally went to an, an artificial tree only because because I I've had live trees all my life. I love trees. I love the smell of the trees, and but now that we have the cats. All the cats are fascinated by the live tree, but one of the cats is really stupid and eats it every day <laughs> and then oh. throws it up every day. Oh. And, right. But the last couple of weeks, that cat has been uh, having digestive issues, shall we say. And we finally said, you know what? I've cleaned up enough cat fluid this year. I don't yeah. want to keep doing that. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> so but she's, it's great. She's staying away from it. The other two are like, hey, why doesn't this taste the same? Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we also are a fake tree. Um, but I did get the good smelling things that Kelly recommended turn me yes. on to that I'm very excited about. And do you dig them? I do. They're, they're right, aren't they? That's the it's, thing. It's, it's like so right, and it's not overwhelming because a lot of times the fake like yeah. pine scent is just way too much. And no, these are perfect. I'm super excited. And then we also we do get a live wreath for our door mm-hmm. um, that replaces the fake wreath that's there all year round. <laughs> that's that, that's the same as us. We have a real wreath and then, then a fake tree inside. Yeah. And that's yeah. pretty much... Yeah. And we put lights around the tree and that's pretty much all our decorations. That, that'll, that'll do for us. I have a tree and a half. And um, <laughs> because... Well, because we have the, the, the small tree. It used to live on my desk when I worked at... In, in offices and now that I'm at home it just gets put up here in the in the basement and then the upstairs tree is top to bottom Disney from the Santa Mickey tree topper to the uh, monogrammed Disney train tree skirt and every ornament in between is a Disney ornament and because uh, we're serious about it and we went artificial tree once those things came out that I told you about that are um, because they smell real and we finally found a tree that didn't look like I was putting up a fake tree so then we could have a fake tree so we got one and there's a link in uh, the chat right now to the video because I plugged the tree into the Wemo and then I did a little magic with ift and uh, contacts and I can tell Santa to turn on my Christmas lights and then my tree comes on nice I wow. guess that's cool I like I've never heard the phrase upstairs Christmas tree in my life. Like, I, must <laughs> not point that out. I have never heard that sequence of words ever. Welcome to Christmas in America. Yeah. Uh, it would not be the incomparable if I didn't ask everybody if you have particular holiday traditions involving media. Like, uh, now we did a whole episode about music that reduced me to tears at several points. So I'm going to put that in the show notes and ask to not delve too deeply into there. But we could do, if you've got some traditions of music you listen to, uh, movies you watch, TV shows you watch, something like that, I think now is the time to get it all out. Now is the time. Can I get this thing started because yes. i have a weird one like a really weird one 
Uh, it's it, it's a mini series, and I looked it up because I didn't know it was it's it was on TV all the time during Christmas and New Year's. And my my girlfriend actually reminded me of this, and my grandmother just loves this thing. And it was it was made by ABC. I'm, I'm here, uh, the original release date was uh, March twenty seventh, nineteen eighty three. So before I was born, the same year, but before I was born, and it's called The Thornbirds. Oh, yeah, ah, yes. 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 yeah, yeah, saw it when it aired. Of course, of course, and, you and did. the theme—the theme song is an earworm for me. Yes, oh, I know exactly what you mean, and that—that—that right? that, that is for some reason I don't know why, but it's been on TV because we like even like the eighties, as far as I'm like the the end of the eighties and the early nineties, like we'd get just sporadic stuff from America like on TV, right? We just you know we just get weird shows and we like when we got Batman on TV that was like a big deal and stuff, but but this the, the Thornbirds is a thing that just everybody knows every everybody's seen many times like my grandmother just watches it religiously basically every christmas so it's an odd one to put on at christmas isn't it a weird one but it's like this thing that like it's called uh peasant it's the note that's a slovenian translation and like whenever you say it like everybody knows what you mean like even younger people like people younger than me i think everybody's just seen it and i just don't know why i just figured maybe it was like a big thing in america but i just doubt it because it's like a random miniseries from abc it just makes yeah. no sense to me <laughs> and nothing quite says christmas like uh, a young girl having an affair with a catholic priest and men wrestling <laughs> yeah. sheep i mean that <laughs> Right. That's what Christmas is like in Australia, David. Jeez. <laughs> wow. That's their tradition. Yeah, it just it's it's so it's so weird, but like that, that's like the thing when I think of, of my grandmother, it's basically Sarma and uh, the Thornbirds. <laughs> Those are the two things wow. that kind awesome. of come to mind. Yeah. See, we used to get it, it used to be uh every holiday, bank holidays, any kind of public holiday, Easter and then Christmas was always James Bond movie. Uh, oh, time yeah. here in the UK. Uh-huh. That was always the thing. But of course, this is, I'm talking about the era before, certainly before internet streaming and even before DVDs, when, you know, sort of uh, costly VHS was the only way to sort of record or yeah. watch pre-recorded mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so it was a bigger deal to have those movies on the TV and it was always James Bond movies. I don't even think they put a Bond movie on one of the main TV channels at Christmas anymore. I haven't seen it for years. But of course, what we do have now is Doctor Who. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's become our sort of national tradition, big TV event that everybody tunes in for now. Yep. Apart from the Queen's mm-hmm. Speech, of course, which yeah. everybody in the country watches and nobody uh, switches off so that they can fall asleep after eating Christmas dinner at all. Yeah, but that's the thing with British TV, like just uh, with British TV, that's what I love, the, like the whole concept of the Christmas special. Like that, that, that's why I, I, yeah. I, I usually mm-hmm. watch the, the office, the UK office. I'll just watch maybe the Christmas special during oh, that time. Yeah. Cause that's my favorite show ever. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I just love that whole thing that the British. Yeah, we've really done it have. for years. I'm not, yeah. I, wonder what, I wonder what the first, I don't know. I wonder what the first program was that had a Christmas special. Uh, episode the first program to do that a huge cultural difference between the u.s and the uk at least is in the in north america anyway or at least uh, maybe not in canada in the u.s christmas is not a day with a lot of television viewing there might be like a football game or something on but basically it's not Mm -hmm. programmed and so all of our christmas specials are in december leading up to christmas but not too close because people are traveling and all that and there's nothing on the day that's anything notable whereas in britain it is one of i believe it might be the most watched day of television of the year and they load it up with special 
specials. So the week the week after the week between Christmas and New Year is again just chock full of Christmas specials and one offs. Yeah, yeah, and that's a wasteland in the U.S. Complete wasteland. Yeah, that's 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 why everybody should just watch the only Fools and Horses Christmas specials. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically. And so for us, Doctor Who has become a a, a tradition uh, for unsurprising reasons, right? Because it's Doctor Who, but it's also it has become a Christmas tradition because not only is it Doctor Who, but because it's like the first time we've had a thing that that has been like, well, this is a thing that Mm -hmm. is new every year on Christmas because the American stuff, you know, it's all already happened. uh, If there even if there is a new Christmas special or something, you saw it two weeks earlier or something. It can add a lot of stress, though, because uh, our Christmas tradition, my podcast doesn't come out until Wednesday, but uh, Stephen, for his podcast, you know, Doctor Who airs on Saturday and Radio Free Scarrow comes out at noon our time on Sunday. So Christmas is always very stressful because we we can't really wait for the official airing time of of the Christmas special and still have time to record a podcast and get it ready to come out the next day. So it's, it's the afternoon of, of scrambling and trying to figure out how we can get this thing and then and then going to Christmas dinner and then coming home and recording a podcast at like 11 o'clock at night and then editing that podcast and then getting it ready to go out the yeah. next day. So as cool as it is and as much as I like watching the Christmas special, it, it you know, Christmas didn't really need that extra added layer of, uh, <laughs> of stress. I've been podcasting about Doctor Who <laughs> on Christmas Day since 2010 now. Uh, so uh, so I'm right there with you every yep. Christmas. Yeah, TV definitely isn't as big here in Canada either. Uh, movie theaters are actually really packed yeah, that, on Christmas that is Day. What yeah. I hear. That's a big yeah. thing. That's because you yeah. have out-of-town family and after... Mm-hmm. Two hours. Yeah. No, there's nothing yeah. to say. What do we do? Let's go to a movie. I've only done that when I was with my ex-boyfriend and we were at one of his extended family Christmases. And it was exactly that. It was just like everybody kind of looking at each other like, hmm, should we uh, should we go to a movie? Yes. <laughs> yes, we should. And then I watched Castaway. That's that's my memory <laughs> yep. of that Christmas. Oh, wow. nice. oh, cheery. I have a new Christmas season uh, tradition. I feel like in another couple of years, watching the new Star Wars in theaters because mm, yep. it's yes. always right in the middle of December. Yeah. It's starting to feel like the beginning of Christmas. Huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings was also a Christmas yeah. thing, right? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, it was. I mentioned yeah. this in a previous episode of The Incomparable, but we we occasionally, not every year, but occasionally, we'll do what I call Hobbit Hanukkah, which is you watch the extended, <laughs> you, you watch the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings movies, and if you watch them on Blu-ray or DVD, you'll you'll know that they come in two disc sets two discs. with an intermission mm-hmm. because yeah. the movies are so long in the extended versions. But so you take the three movies with two discs each. That's six nights of Hobbit Hanukkah and it is actually I find that those movies go, work really well as a six part yes, that's series. That's a great idea. So, that's way better than really what I great. did which would watch all, watch them all in one 14 hour run. do not recommend no. that. It's, oh, it's no thorn birds it, but it is, it is part of a, a thing that I'm trying to make happen called the slow binge which is where you're binge watching but it's like mm-hmm. pace yourself instead of yeah. it being like all at once. I, I love this. The slow binge. We may, yeah. we may do this. Maybe I'll try watching all of Shogun this year instead. Hobbit Hanukkah 
Hanukkah. And then you don't watch the, the Hobbit, Hobbit movies at all. And, and yes, and you right. also don't watch the Hobbit. And then that's problem solved. <laughs> I I do uh, dip into the Doctor Who Christmas specials. Last year, I watched all the Doctor Who Christmas specials in order in December, uh, which I Oof. believe uh, Stephen uh, Erica's husband is going to do that this year. Um, yep. And uh, without me, without yeah, well, they they, can, they aren't all gems. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but that was fun. I I I normally I pick and choose, and I'll pick my three or four favorites. And and when I'm baking something or cooking something or just there's sort of like I'll just put it on and have it going I'm not generally a background TV person but during the holidays sometimes if there's an old favorite I like to just kind of mm-hmm. put it on one of the MST3K Christmas movies um, oh, yeah. same thing like just put it on have it going tune in tune out uh, because they're so familiar that I, I like that's it's a rare time for me to play something in the background and have it just kind of running um, we film wise by the way in addition to Hobbit Hanukkah which isn't every year um, Miracle on 34th Street that gets a watch every single year. Uh, that is one of my very favorite, and it's my wife's favorite Christmas movie. And at New Year's, we watch When Harry Met Sally, which is largely set around the nice. holidays and New Year's, and is also one of my top uh, movies and one of my wife's top movies. So those are some other ones that we've got. We have three movies that we always watch during the Christmas um, in my immediate house. Uh, White Christmas, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and Muppet Christmas Carol, because it is the best Christmas story. It is the best. I think it's the best one, too. At my parents' house, we always watch Die Hard, because you have to. (laughs) Uh, Something that will never, ever be watched under our household is It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah! See, last (laughs) Last week's week's episode. episode. That's a good movie. Go back (laughs) to hear that. That's a good movie. Oh, David. We got to David. (laughs) No, I'm talking about Die Hard. Ah uh, yes, Die Hard. Die Hard is a good Die movie. Die Hard's a really good Everyone's movie. Everyone's favorite Christmas movie. I, w- I usually watch Die Hard at Christmas time. Yeah, that's true. And Home Alone. Home Alone was always on on Christmas. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. See, I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that then. until a couple of years ago. But but uh, but I get it. I'm going to watch Home Alone 2 this year. We'll see how that goes. I haven't seen that one either. (laughs) Home Alone 2 feels more Christmassy to me because I was working at a movie theater when that came out. Uh, (laughs) The other Christmas Day Day special tradition we have here, besides Doctor Who, are all the soap operas as well. That's the other thing. Uh, Uh British soap operas all have Christmas Day double-length special episodes. And because they're soap operas, they are filled to the brim with misery. And yes. it is such a strange thing to see people watching them on Christmas Day, supposedly, you know, the sort of most joyous day of the year. And so maybe they like get it's joy a wonderful in life. It's not us. watching these other people be utterly miserable. Yeah, I don't know. I've never understood it myself. <laughs> yeah, the, the perennials here, I, I mean, I listen to Vince Guaraldi's Charlie oh, Brown Christmas yeah. year round. Because it's just a, that's the best Christmas album ever, period. But I, want, I always watch the show. Uh, I tend. I usually watch the Muppet Family Christmas and uh, Christmas with the Muppets in John Denver. Uh, oh, I also. watched that one too. I love that. Is that the one where the Sesame Street guys and the Muppet Show guys are both there? That's the Family Christmas, yeah, and the Fraggle Rock guys too. Yeah, oh, and and, yeah. It, and the very last thing is is you see Jim Henson washing the dishes in the kitchen, and and he doesn't really go out and mix with them. He's just letting them have their fun, which breaks my heart every time, even mm-hmm. before he passed away. Yes, and. Uh, but the the movie, I mean, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, When Harry Met Sally, uh, the the other movie that I watch every year without fail is Christmas in Connecticut with Barbara Stanwyck and Dennis Morgan and Sidney Greenstreet, and it is funny and delightful and silly and uh, surprisingly contemporary I for nineteen forties. Yeah, it's great. It, it's my default recommendation when everyone 
anyone yep. says, what's a Christmas movie I haven't heard of? I'm shouting Christmas in Connecticut at them before they finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing that I do actually over the holidays, you just reminded me, David, is listen to a lot of Radio 4 uh, because I can't listen. Radio 4, if people don't know, is our sort of voice-only BBC radio station and they have lots of uh, plays, dramas, you know, uh, audio books, as well as current affairs programmes and comedy shows and mm. stuff. Um, and they do they do lots of specials over Christmas as well. Like last year, there was a new Radio 4 version of Neil Gaiman's Stardust, oh. which was excellent. That was very good. And yeah. It was, yeah, it was really good. And they do a lot of that sort of thing over Christmas. And I can't listen to Radio 4 normally during the day. A lot of people listen to it while they're working. Obviously, I can't do that oh. because I'm writing. So, yeah, you know, impossible. But over Christmas, I can actually do that. I can listen to Radio 4. It's the one time of the year that I do actually listen to quite a lot of Radio 4 because uh, the rest of the year I just can't, unfortunately. But there's normally some really great stuff on there. One thing I look forward to every year is uh, the podcast Comedy Bang Bang. They have a Christmas episode that normally they have like three guests, but sometimes they'll have a a regular episode will have three or four guests. Their Christmas episodes have up to 14 or 15 and go three times as long as they're supposed to, and they're a complete mess, and I love them. And then they'll have... Can't imagine what that's like. (laughs) And then they'll have two weeks of best of episodes, which is Scott Aukerman and Paul F. Tompkins basically locked in a studio all day riffing at each other. And then occasionally cutting to the best episodes of the year. And I get nine extra hours of a podcast I love right between Christmas and New Year's. And that is super fun for me. Come to think that I also listen to our Christmas music episode pretty regularly around Christmas. (laughs) I was going to say, this is a strange one to mention, but I have heard from many people that the Christmas music episode we recorded four years ago has become mandatory holiday listening for them. I will say it now. It comes in two different versions. It's episode 173. You can listen to the the episode 173 if you download it now is... I, I actually went back and I made it sound better. I tacked the bonus track on the end of it so you can listen to the actual episode and then just flow right into all the stuff that I cut out. Or, of course, you can link over, it, it's linked from that page to bo- the, the there's also a bonus track version available that is the entire session from beginning to end completely unedited and some people <laughs> prefer that. I don't know why yep. people wow. listen to this, oh uh, let alone to detect which version from uh, you know one version from the other, <laughs> but apparently people really love it and this is the episode where at one point i just laid down and began to sob so yeah Yeah. the boys love listening to it every year so it's there you go see it's a christmas tradition now the incomparable is its own tradition take that charlie brown uh emmett otter's jug band christmas yeah and the peewee's playhouse christmas special because it is your standard old style variety show and it's hilarious and it's got like all kinds of people in it and there's all these little throwaway jokes and it's very like of a time so like oprah has to introduce herself as oprah winfrey which is hilarious to me every year (laughs) oh that oprah (laughs) yeah because there are so many and 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 dinah shore's in it and like all these different people and it i don't know how and like i've listened to it with the commentary even and paul rubin says like 
I still don't quite know how we got all these people to be on this show. And it's amazing. I love it so much. And uh, and Emmett Otter also. And then uh, The Christmas Carol, The Muppet Christmas Carol is, is another favorite of mine. Mr. Kelly likes a lot of other stuff. We have all the Rankin Bass stuff on DVD, and those do come out at some point. But the ones I make a point of are the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas Special, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, and The Ref. Ah, uh, The Ref, yeah. Hmm. I'm just glad this is like this is my first time on the incomparable proper and the the one piece of like m- movie or TV related things I've mentioned is the Thornbirds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, am, I, am I coming back, Jason, at some point? Like, well, I mean, right? you're That's first my on my list for for '80s miniseries topics now, for sure. <laughs> oh, '80s miniseries draft! I am. Yeah, there. you and David. Oh, I'm in. So, uh, what have we? What do you have left? This is, I guess, bring out your holiday. Day, they're not dead. They're uh, alive and kicking. <laughs> they're but if they're not dead as long as we remember uh, them. Jason. Sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I have one. I have one. Like a lot of people do that here. It's over the New Year's, uh, so it's technically a holiday here as well. Because we also have the second of January off. That's a national holiday. So we'll have like uh, you'll work on the thirty first of December, and then the first and second of January you have off. And there's this thing called the basically the New Year tour, which is uh, do you guys know what Nordic ski jumping is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So so yeah, because when I talk yeah, to sure. Americans, yeah, when I talk to Americans, usually what? But yeah, because uh, you know, we're pretty I've good at that. I played that on my Commodore sixty four. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and there's a great uh, PC version uh, that came out like in the early 2000s, I think, called Ski Jump Deluxe. Just an awesome, if you want to, like, uh, like a time waster type thing, it's really great. Like a small game, you'll find it online. It's awesome. Anyway, uh, we, like we're pretty good at ski jumping, like the Slovenian national team. So there's this thing um, during the, um, uh, like New Year's, it's on the 29th, 31st, and then on the 3rd and the 5th of uh, January. Uh, it's four, um, it's, the, it's four ski jumps. It's in Austria and Germany. And uh, it's like a mini tournament within the whole season of the ski jumping. And it's like everybody watches that. And like last year, we had a guy that basically, I think maybe he won it last year or the, the, the year before. And it's been going on since 1952. So it's like uh, four ga- games, I guess, events uh, since 1952. And they never missed the game yet. Like it's wow. been continuous wow. throughout that whole run. And we have like, I think two Slovenians have won it in history. And it's like, this is awesome if you have ever seen like uh, ski jumping, because those are the two main events. It's the New Year Tour. And then the final, it's usually in Slovenia. We have this huge, just enormous ski jump uh, called Planica, where they, they, they've, like, they jump over 200 meters now, like way over 200 meters now. It's awesome to see. So that's what we do usually, the, the, like the five sort of days around New Year's, like pretty much everybody. Well, like I'll say every, like not everybody, but like most people watch that it's it's genuinely like a tradition basically yeah uh we always have a so after we decorate we um have pictures taken with our empty stockings um and so i have my mom has an entire photo album of me from like age one to now of me with my stocking and with my husband and with our daughter like oh and so it's really it's it, it used to drive me crazy when I was, you know, a moody teenager. Be like, oh, I don't want to stand here for a picture. But now I'm like, yay. The one thing that I look forward to, uh, I wouldn't say more than anything at Christmas, but, you know, certainly a lot is uh, I, you know, as people probably know, I'm a 
big reader. I always get books for Christmas. I ask for books for Christmas. If I literally got nothing but books as presents for Christmas, I would be a very happy man. Um, and that's what I look forward to is being able especially as an adult, you know, as time has be free time has become ever shorter as I've gotten older, knowing that I have got several days off in which I can legitimately and without feeling any guilt whatsoever, just sit down and read a book all day long <laughs> and just being able to do and actually it's become a tradition that whenever William Gibson puts out a new book, uh, I save that until <laughs> the next, I buy it and save it till the next Christmas and read oh, that over whichever is the next Christmas period. But any good, you know, sort of book that I'm looking forward to will do. And that has become effectively my own sort of personal Christmas tradition because it's the one time of year when I can literally start a book in the morning and just read through until the evening or until I'm yeah. finished, you know, without worrying that I've got to do anything else. It's, oh, it's wonderful. I have a, we have a tradition um, here, which I didn't even really think of until uh, I got until I got to, got in on this show um, because I never really thought of it as a tradition and then I realized that um, my husband and I have done this the entire time we've been married and we did it before that so that's a long time and that's Peacock Lane and it's this oh, street yes. in Portland where literally and, and I know this because I used to know someone who lived on it and they showed, uh, they showed us like the agreement that you have to sign if you buy a house on Peacock Lane that you will put up lights and you will decorate at Christmas and you will have them oh, on wow. during these times on these days and on and on and on um, they have nights where they shut it to cars so that people can walk through there and um so every year at some point when my husband and i figure out like this is the evening that we don't have stuff to do we get in the car and we go there and we drive up and down peacock lane and peacock lane is amazing and every year or not every year but every other year when i get a new phone i use it as a test of how well can the new camera take pictures of christmas lights <laughs> and and every year and and people people can do whatever they want in their own yard so there's somebody that has these giant cutouts that have been there for a long time because uh mr kelly has said that he remembers them from when he was much younger of uh the grinch who stole christmas and and you know the the uh dog with the reindeer horn stippled on and the whole yeah max and and so like there's there's a whole scene of them um one of the recent additions i know the exact house you're talking about right and there's someone who did muppets um has done like a muppet christmas carol scene in their front yard and there's people who just put up like amazing lights that that look really great and they do the whole house and then there's people who just do like the string along the roof line and then maybe along the driveway or whatever and and like they're amazing and like it has its own website and you can go there and you can see some of the pictures and i've posted a few pictures here and there um you you always find people with cameras there's usually somebody there with a uh a hot chocolate stand and they're always like fundraising or whatever so you go buy hot chocolate from them and and you know walk down the street and see it and it's super fun and it's just I know it's I'm, I'm perpetuating the oh Portland you bunch of weirdos but this is super cool and I really dig Wait, it that's traditional stuff that's right yeah, that's fun <laughs> yeah so what's it doing here my so, neighborhood has somebody who decorated his whole front yard like Diagon Alley for Halloween but he had to leave it up nice. through Christmas because there was too many kids coming 
Oh, oh wow. like, But is it usually just streets in America? Because over here, I, ne- I didn't consider like talking about this, but like oh, um, in Ljubljana, that's the capital of Slovenia, like the whole of Old Town, basically the city puts up the Christmas lights. Yeah, and we uh, do that over here as oh, well. Oh, we do that too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, too. But in residential areas, yeah. people take it upon themselves to do. We have a giant, ah, okay. we have so a giant that, Grinch okay. in front of one of the houses on my street right now, which uh, we drove mm-hmm. past and my wife just said, don't go there. He's a mean one. You know, he'll take your stuff. <laughs> you don't want that. Wouldn't touch so, him with a 39 and a half foot pole. Stay away from I that guy. I drove by a house that had a blow up outhouse with Santa popping out of the door. Oh, dear. So we keep uh, it classy here. Yikes. Super classy. Wow. All right. Well, I have enjoyed this discussion of holiday traditions. I hope everybody else has. Has it been a good holiday party? I think so. I think it went. <laughs> oh yeah, it went pretty well. yeah. We got a Monty out of his shell. No photocopying of buttocks occurred. Yeah, that's right. Running low on eggnog. Yeah, I know. I know. I can come down from the tree soon. The, the Steve costume is chafing a little bit. I, it's. I think it's because it looks like Sean Connery and Zardoz, mm. and I don't know why he would dress like I, that. It, also, this is not, was not supposed to be a costume party. But anyway, uh, I would. <laughs> I would like to thank my guests at the hol- at the holiday party, uh, David J. Lore. Thank you. Thank you, and happy holidays, Erica Ensign. Thank you. And incidentally, happy Christmas to all of you at home. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Kelly Gamont, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for inviting me. I had such a good time, and I have like many questions for other people now about Christmas music wow. and books to read. And this is gonna be—I'm gonna have a great Christmas this it's year. A gift that keeps on giving, Monty Ashley. Yes, thank you. Zardoz bless us, everyone. <laughs> wow, <Whoa>, <boy. laughs> the holiday oh, is good. The, yeah, the tree is good. The eggnog uh, is bad. Oh, Jason, uh, <laughs> Jay, thank you very much. As the astronauts in the Bible say, "Happy holidays." <laughs> <laughs> Anthony. Johnston, thank you. Happy holidays, everyone, and may the force be with you in approximately one week's time. Indeed, indeed. Kathy Kathy Campbell, thank you. Thank you. I hope you all have a magical Christmas season. And thanks to everybody out there for listening. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Life Day, of course. (laughs) And whatever holidays you celebrate, we hope that you enjoy them. Uh, We will, yeah, we'll be back to talk about other things, including Star Wars pretty soon. That's going to happen, too. But until then, goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 